the year 95 was a difficult time for the Christians in Ephesus. Jesus had been dead about 60 years and Paul about 27. Combining scraps of ideas which had been handed down and remembering his teacher's attitude and perspective, Paul's disciple tried to explain Christianity to a new culture, not unlike preachers do here every Sunday. As a Roman seaport on an inlet of the Aegean, Ephesus was an amazing place. From the harbor, a wide street flanked by shops ran through the city, rows and rows of Corinthian columns on each side of the street exuding the power of Rome. The street continued past an excellent three-story library across from a public toilet and flowed down toward a couple of temples to a beautiful, huge amphitheater, all very sophisticated. Part of Turkey now, it's still an amazing place, especially knowing that Paul had walked those marble stones where ruts from chariot wheels are still visible. It's an amazing place. The author's challenge was to translate concepts from Hebrew history around Jerusalem and the Galilean countryside into a sophisticated urban life. That was a big challenge because since their founder died, the church had become predominantly Gentile. So even though Paul had brought them in, the church at Ephesus was in danger of losing its continuity with the law and the prophets of ancient Israel, a context Paul simply took for granted. The author used images familiar to every Ephesians, armor seen on Roman soldiers, conjuring up the analogy of spiritual armament, which seems almost like an oxymoron. The finale of his letter called the Christians to put on a new nature, and his words are really quite stirring. Finally, he said, grow strong in the Lord with the strength of his power. Put God's armor on so as to resist the devil's tactics. For it is not against human enemies that we have to struggle, but against principalities and powers, the spiritual army of evil. That is why you must rely on God's armor, or you will not be able to put up any resistance when the worst happens or have enough resources to hold your ground. His descriptions were vivid. Conflict between good and evil, the cosmic struggle. So stand your ground with truth buckled around your waist and integrity for a breastplate. Wearing for shoes on your feet the eagerness to spread the gospel of peace and always carrying the shield of faith. Then you must accept salvation from God to be your helmet and receive the word of God from the Spirit to use as a sword. That's pretty good stuff, as he changed the paradigm completely. God's armor looks like this. Truth. Not being afraid of it in whatever area of life it's found. Integrity and integrated life, what the Bible calls righteousness. So your inner belief is consistent with your outward actions. The gospel of peace, proclaiming that people can be whole, and that was not assured in those days or now. Faith, trust in God, in Jesus' process, and in yourself. 
which too often we forget. Salvation, not just I'm going to heaven when I die, it's always specific, saved from a concrete situation like any soldier who's ever fought in a battle or a person who has re re survived recent massacres or was brought back from a life-threatening illness. And finally, that spirit-filled word of God, scripture filled with meaning. Good thoughts, but a total sea change. Jesus' loving care was always expressed in his vulnerability and openness to people. Paul's community, becoming organized, just trying to survive, was defensive. Since Christianity was not a legal religion, they were in protection mode. Now, self-preservation isn't all bad and is sometimes necessary, but if it becomes the end all, it can be limiting and get in the way of your mission. It's a bit like what happened to David when Saul sent him out to meet Goliath. Remember earlier this summer that story? Saul made David put on his own armor and put a bronze helmet on his head, gave him a breastplate to wear, and over David's armor he buckled his own sword. But not being used to these things, David found he couldn't walk. I love that. So he took his staff in hand, picked five smooth stones from the riverbed, put them in a pouch in his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in hand, went to meet the Philistine. In other words, David approached his huge challenge in front of him from the inner strength of his own experience and skill, not from defensive armor. The sophisticated world of Ephesus and the dynamic world of Santa Clara Valley and Silicon, etc., are not dissimilar. We're still in the middle of a cosmic struggle involving spiritual powers, not between Christianity and Islam, for example, but between the intolerance of fundamentalism running through many religions, including our own, involving people who think their way is the only way and trying to control other people. The same cosmic struggle is played out at the most personal level in your own life. I guarantee and you know it. Like he wrote to those Ephesians, imagine the worst thing that could happen to you. What armor do you need for sufficient protection that will give you the confidence and courage to be open and vulnerable to others? See, that's the question. An example of why we need Jesus and Paul together. Paul giving structure, Jesus giving heart, and as the Gospel of John says, spirit and life. Deep down, each of you has a personal litany of witnesses, areas where you're most vulnerable to be hurt and need some protection. So what resources do you need to be sound enough spiritually to confront your own inner demons? which is where most struggle happen, because your biggest temptations will always be what you really want and like. You also need that inner strength and confidence to confront those outward forces that can hurt you or your family. The resources are there. Remember the list. It has power. Find strength in Scripture, in these liturgies, in your relationship with God through prayer and meditation with your clergy and each other and this community of faith. 
remembering to incorporate Jesus' spirit and process. In that spirit, I invite you to give thanks for the protective armor when it's needed, but also, like David, to put it aside when it weighs you down. Transform it from mere protection to the next step, a gift that allows you to face challenges with confidence from your own inner strength. When truth connects with integrity, faith with wholeness, and salvation with the word of God, you'll be at peace that will allow you to forget about yourself and all those temptations bugging you, and with thankful heart, lose yourself in thoughts of others, a total change of focus. That's when it all comes together. I love the saying that illustrates that moment when it happens. Surely the fragrance of a single rose clings to the hand of the one who gives it. Amen.